Talk Live. Free Talk Live, now you're I, on camera. I'm not even... Oh, I was doing all that for nothing? Nah, yeah, you knew. <sighs> Your mic was still muted. I sounded great, though. <laughs> <laughs> It is Free Talk Live. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the uh, the live Saturday night episode, the New Year's Eve episode of Free Talk Live. Of course, if you're in the UK, it's already the New Year. I, I like to call it, uh, well, I guess New Year's Eve is technically, I like to call it Old Year's Eve. Why? It's the last eve of the old year. Ooh. Well, eve usually eve is the night the- before. Uh, since we've all been conditioned to believe that, sure. <laughs> well, I'll have you know that my people believe the day starts at dusk, so what do you think about I that? I mean, what about those who work graveyard? What about them? They work graveyard. Okay. You, that would be Well, their day is upside down. Their morning is night. Their night is morning. Okay, so I think that there are a couple of ways that you can decide when a day begins, all of which kind of make equal sense. So there's the first time you see the sun. There's when the sun actually comes up, whether you see it or not. There's when the sun goes down, whether you see it or not. There's midnight, which makes the absolute least amount of sense. No, I think we're all like slaves to Greenwich Mean Time, right? There is that. For the most part. You, you I could mean, call it... All of your devices, you know your all phones, your computers, they're all synchronized to... Uh, I'm trying to remember what it's called, but it's basically Greenwich Mean Time. It says, mm-hmm. Coordinated Universal Time. There used to be yeah, a phone yeah, number UTC. you could yeah. call, and it would be, at the sound of the tone, the time would yeah, be yeah. 2276, Coordinated Universal Time, and it sounded all robotic-y and stuff. Yeah, so, I remember yeah. that. Probably yeah, still you exists. could go with that. And I mean... I think that at some point we will have such a globalized system that what but, people know is actually just that one time. But it wasn't it wasn't coordinated global time. It was coordinated universal, universal time. That's right. And I like in my mind I'm like our scientists are really badass, man. They have decided time for the, the whole entire universe. universe. Well, yeah. it turns out once you get the once you get the earth on board, Pluto's not hard to convince. Venus is right there. It's true. I heard that you can fit 60 Earths in Uranus. Could be. The number is 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, by the way, it's Ian. Beakless Mountaineer. The Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kick-Ass Buckshot Esquire, if you will. We're going to be here with you throughout the evening uh, on the radio. And then later, you guys are doing a Beard Talk Live New Year's Eve, where you will actually literally be ringing in the New Year, at least or, for the Eastern time. Or are zone. we? F yeah. And for Wait, the not uh, even Central. not even West or Central? Yeah, Central too, right? Technically? Yeah, Central. I think you guys are usually going till till yeah. then. So yeah, Eastern and Central time zones will ring in the New Year tonight on our internet stream show which is uh starts at 10:30 eastern time beard talk live let's go to the phones here uh coming up we're going to get into a sovereign resolution from the state of oklahoma and that is very interesting captain uh will, will tell us about that but uh, Crichton is on the line first in kentucky go ahead Crichton. yeah i wanted to call in today because uh several times this week i was listening to uh you guys talk about the, the various um succession movements that are happening in north america yeah alberta canada and and of course, there's the Texit, and then there's New Hampshire exit. Um, and it occurred to me that um, this is speaks to a, a, a set of theories that have predicted in the past the collapse 
the actual breakup of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And I, I decided to look them up because I knew they existed. And I found four separate um, uh, predictive models that all predict the same thing, roughly the same thing in the next next decade or so. Mm-hmm. Got one from Good MIT job. that called the Limits to Growth Model. Um, another one from the CIA during the 1990s called the Political Stress Model. Mm-hmm. We've got one from uh, Joe Tainer, the Collapse of Complex Societies Model from the 80s. And Martin Armstrong's Economic Competence Model. All of these models, they're not really AI, but they're, they're predictive models um, based off different uh, political theories mm-hmm. that, that all four of them have predicted that sometime in the next decade, approximately, the United States would break up into somewhere between four and six countries. I mean, sweet. Nice. Like, like, yeah, to me, this is music to my ears. Uh, I also have been predicting... And somewhat ironically, because when the United States was set up, they were set up as a federation of what were supposed to be independent countries, right? Uh, the state of Washington was supposed to be its own country. Mm-hmm. The state right. of Wisconsin was supposed to be its, its own country. The state of Oklahoma was supposed to be its own country. The In state a federation. Of Vermont, it, right? But they were all like supposed to like sort of work together when we mm-hmm. like need some defense and you know some bookkeeping to be done, that kind of a thing. They were just supposed to be this... sort of club of states and so i find it very very predictable that the end of the united states could very well be very similar to the end of the old soviet union but we're already divided into these 50 different areas that Mm -hmm. could just easily go their own way have their own stuff you know attract their own citizens start competing with each other for like who provides the best and most services for their target demographic or who they want to attract to their area yeah i think this will be comparable to the breakup of the ussr with one major exception so if instead of just okay well belarus is its own thing now and czechoslovakia will be its own thing and you know okay instead of just that the russian federation itself is made up of a whole bunch of different semi-autonomous regions. Yeah. Now, when the when the USSR fell, those did not break apart. Whereas, well, and some of them joined together differently than we would true. have expected. That's so true. it would be kind of like we've already heard talk of like Washington, Idaho, and Oregon, or was it? I'm trying to remember. It was part of Montana trying to take part of Idaho. So different states, but like the whole West Coast could like unify together and be like Washington, Oregon, California, and that could be one country. That's entirely possible to have happened. But it's just super convenient for these states to already exist. And so when the breakup happens, uh, it will just be the decentralization of power into yep. a more local community, which I am all for. Yep, you'll have uh, local tyrants replacing the uh, the national tyrants. But, of course, the local tyrants are already there. So really what you're doing is you're just eliminating the top layer of tyrants, the ones that live hundreds of, or thousands of miles away from you. And the, the ones who mostly tell us what to do. Yeah, that's true. Well, and uh, well, hold on. I mean, you, you sound a little doomy about that. But if you look at just the difference between when the colonies were run by Britain versus when the colonies were run by Washington, that was a huge step forward in terms of freedom. Well, I'm not doomy about it at all. I think it's great news. We've got to get rid of the the faraway tyrants. Local tyrants are easier to uh, to deal with, and we yeah. can go stand out in front of their house if we need to, as we've done here. Uh, here in New Hampshire, where we went to the governor's house on many occasions and had multiple protests there. You know, we know where he lives. I was there. Yeah. 
Brighton? problem I have with this is that all four of these models also predict a striking drop in, in the uh, the common standard of living of anyone who lives in the United States. Well, Anywhere, that's already happening thanks to inflation. Yeah. Well, you, you have to look at who these models come from. And what they benefit from is making sure that you don't believe that your standard of living will go up from having independence. I just read a thing in one of the... Uh, Social media well, chats on. for hang on for for people who are trying to move to New Hampshire for the mm-hmm. Free State or or the bigger Liberty Movement, and it's a it's a couple. Uh, they have between two of them, they have three jobs. So one of them has a full time job, the other has two jobs, mm-hmm. uh, one full and one part time, and they're concerned about whether or not they can afford rent in New Hampshire, which is kind of a legitimate concern because like even though New Hampshire is I don't know middling or lower as far as rent in the United States. It has gone, it has skyrocketed just in the three years that I've lived here. Well, rents have been going up everywhere. Right. And that's why I'm saying New Hampshire has kept pace with that. So it's weird to me to see uh, a couple, a a dude and a girl, Mm -hmm. and they have three jobs between the two of them concerned about being able to afford rent in New Hampshire. Well, I mean, they could take on a roommate or something like that. I mean, obviously people are able to make it work. Yeah, And that's what, ultimately, I think that's what they said. They're like, hey, we're looking at, you know, a multifamily, like, live-in situation. Yeah. Crichton, I know you were trying to get in there with uh, some thoughts. So if you get more, hang on. We'll we'll bring it back here. It's a perfect uh, call to actually bring us into your topic tonight, Captain, which is Oklahoma apparently has themselves an independence movement, sort of. We'll, We'll talk about what's going on over there. It sounds very intriguing. Maybe something that other states can emulate what they're doing there as well, which I'd like to see. We'll talk about that. The number 603-283-6160. Of course, you can bring up whatever is on your mind here on this New Year's Eve Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. You can join the show here. You can bring up whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. It's Ian Peekless Mountaineer and Captain Kickass Present. in the studio tonight. Uh, by the way, I do want to uh, say thanks to the folks over at Bitcoin.com, longtime uh, supporters here on Love those Free Talk guys. Live. Uh, if you want to start learning about cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, then just click on Get Started at the top of the page at Bitcoin.com. they got some introductory information there. You want to learn the basics about this technology before you decide to get into it. That would be a wise move. And it doesn't take that long. You can uh, watch the first video in all three minutes or so of your time. And if you're interested in buying things like Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash or other cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin.com can sell them to you. And they've also got a great news site with the latest headlines in the world of crypto. Just go to news.bitcoin.com for those or just go to Bitcoin.com and click Get Started if you're brand new to the ideas of cryptocurrency. We've got Crichton still on the line with us here in Kentucky. He had called in tonight about these uh, these predictive models, I think is what you called them that you looked at four different models and all four of them are predicting some form of breakup of the United States within Woo! the next within the next decade which as far as you know as far as change is concerned is relatively soon so I'm really yeah. glad to hear this but Crichton what else did you have to add well my point about this is if we understand these predictive models as they are we can use them to prepare better our own communities and societies for this eventuality but not just that. They also predict that whichever state leaves first gets a 
first mover advantage. Yes, they do. Um, Describe that. What do you mean? Um, well, the, the idea being is, is that if, if that uh, the United States as a whole will decline, but they'll decline like crabs in the bucket. You know, uh, if you're the crab that can get out of the bucket first, mm-hmm. then you will have the, the least amount of decline of your society because the the United States is predicted the federal government and the state will feed on one another as as things get worse. Yeah, that's a good point. So basically, you get out from underneath the federal controls, you get out from underneath the federal taxation, the federal regulations, and you instantly, and I, you, you, talked, you touched on this earlier, mm-hmm. Peakless, you increase your standard of living. You increase, you increase your wealth because you're not sending it to a bunch of bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. to piss away on things like blowing up people in the Middle East and imprisoning peaceful people all across the country. And believe it or not, this is actually a market mechanism. That we're talking about first mover advantage is a market yeah, mechanism. Yeah. Uh, I've worked in tech companies for as long as I can remember. And anytime that there's a new technology that helps your business be like more resilient, more efficient, more secure, whatever it is, whoever adopts that technology first has what they call first mover advantage, right? You now, right. so think about mm, email. Mm-hmm. The first companies to adopt email saw an increase in efficiency and communication, the likes at which never had been known before in all of mankind. And they were the first to adopt it. So they realized the benefits of using electronic communication first before anybody else did. So right. thus, they gained the market advantage of the first mover. Right. And then they could demolish their competition in that particular niche. Right. So if states become, which I hope they do, competitive entities. Mm-hmm. Right, you want to attract the the best quality of people to your state. How do you do that? Well, you gain first mover advantage by adopting technology. You have some sort of criteria for what it takes to sort of become a citizen of your state, quote unquote, whatever that is. But as much of the first mover advantage as you can gain will put you that far ahead of the rest of the pack. So he's absolutely correct, the caller, in saying that whoever goes first. Maybe even second, third, yeah, fourth big. is going to have the first mover advantage it's over also every the, other state. The, on the, you know, it's also the scariest to, to go first, right? Like Most that's, risk. That's what holds people back from It's like buying Bitcoin at 10 bucks. Sure. Yeah, uh, it, that's what holds a lot of people back from independence is the fear yeah. of the unknown, right? The fear of, well, what if our standard of living goes down? What if the federal government invades? What if they put on sanctions? You know, all kinds of fear is out there about this particular issue, and that's what we have to somehow get over. Now, of course, the best thing that we could do, I think, is to have like-minded people migrate here to New Hampshire now— that way we can undo a lot of these concerns or or deal with a lot of these objections that people have. The irony is that uh, people who are of the freedom mind moving to New Hampshire get first mover advantage. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and you have to remember that as they are sinking, they're not going to want people to leave the United States. So, sure, you can move to New Hampshire now and... Who knows what kind of barrier to entry we're going to have once we are our own independent government. And I'll tell you this much, they certainly don't want you leaving the United States for a free and independent New Hampshire. So those doors might shut very quickly after the secession begins. So move now rather than maybe when it's too late. Move now. And uh, one of the best things that we can do is set up our own monetary system, which I think is far and away the best by gold and by Bitcoin. Crichton, any other thoughts? 
No, that's what I wanted to share. Thank you, man. I really appreciate the info here tonight, and good to know about the four different models that are predicting the same outcome, and that is the breakup, the inevitable, I think it is inevitable, Mm -hmm. breakup of the United States. The question is, how will it break up, you know, into which sections or other federations, how many, you know, he said maybe it would be five, four to six different uh, federations or something like that. Uh, Of course, I'm hoping New Hampshire is its own thing, and we don't need to team up with Massachusetts or Vermont (laughs) or anything like that. The fact that there's four models predicting essentially the same thing is pretty positive in my estimation because can you name four other models predicting the opposite of that or something different than that? Can you name a single model? Can you name one model that, 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 yeah. That predicts a perpetual union (laughs) for all of eternity because that seems wildly unrealistic. Yeah, Let's go to the phones here. We got Joel calling from somewhere online. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Joel. Hello. Hey, you're on the air. Uh, so I'm new to this channel. Do you only broadcast in New Hampshire? Uh, no, this is a radio program that is heard on about 175 or so radio stations all across the United States. You guys are amazing, the work you do. I was just listening to that last chat. So I just want to start. Um, you said I could kind of talk about anything. So I want to start yes. with. As um, long as it's radio friendly, because we are on broadcast radio. So keep that in mind. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, no, nothing too bad here. Okay. So the whole thing's not, I'm not going to be all biblical on this, but I want to start with Matthew 24, 8. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Like Kobe 24, 8. Um, I have just, the things that I have found are fascinating. And I wouldn't, like when I tell my wife and she's, you know, it's, it's, she's uh, flabbergasted by it because it's, it'd be different if I was parodying other people's research, but these are things that I found and they made my jaw drop to the floor. So you have the golden bowl worship of the Bible. You have the Bibles, the two bowls from Chicago, Obama and Jordan. Jordan has been putting his name on people's souls since the 322nd day of 1984. Obama born on 8-4, and on Jordan's first game, Obama was 8-4, 8-4 days old. What was that movie with Kobe like, died Tom Hanks? 8-4 days after his There's a bunch of movies with Tom something, Hanks. The Fibonacci sequence. I don't something, think I've seen that uh, one. No. Da Vinci like, Code? Da Vinci, da Vinci Code? Code, yeah, thank you. That's the one. Yeah, Where, yeah. like, you know, one thing okay. leads so, to another thing, leads to another thing, leads to another thing. And, like, they're they're not really connected, but they are numerically connected. They're not, uh, you know, historically connected. That's I have what this no guy's idea about. if Joel is, like, serious or if, uh, if this is, like, a crank It could be a soft Joel. It could be Yoel. We don't know. <laughs> we'll talk about it, though. Well, I want to see if he can make any kind of sense here, because okay. so far, there's not much sense being made here, but maybe he can make some sort of point that we can understand. And I know uh, people knows a thing or two about the Bible, so maybe he can weigh in on this. It's Free Talk Live. Inflation is a real problem. The Federal Reserve's endless printing is eating away your savings. Savvy investors are diversifying into the most stable assets in recorded history, gold and silver. Get yours from bullionmax.com FTL without dealing with a salesperson. Your precious metal ship fully insured directly to your home. It's fast. It's easy. Free Talk Live listeners can get a special deal. Employee pricing on Bullion Max's Silver Starter Kit. Just go to bullionmax.com FTL. The kit includes five ounces of silver from the world's most popular mints. Plus, you'll get a free gold back. Just go to bullionmax.com FTL. It's the perfect time to invest in precious metals, so don't miss this limited-time special offer. Start your new investment with bullionmax.com slash FTL today. Bullionmax.com slash FTL. Yeah! It is Free Talk Live, and the phones are open. 
can bring up absolutely anything you want. The number is 603-283-6160. We have more to say on the independence issue. Uh, That is still to come here tonight with Oklahoma, the Senate apparently, working on a resolution of some sort to pass that would declare sovereignty for the state of Oklahoma. And it's very interesting story that we have yet to even scratch the surface. Very rare that Oklahoma appears in news. Indeed. Uh, So we'll get into that coming up here in moments. But uh, we've got a gentleman on the line here who uh, said he apparently doesn't even know where he's calling. Somebody gave him the phone number and said, you should call these guys, as I understand it. And Joel... And and he said he did his own research and he was attempting to connect a a bunch of things together. Yeah, I guess he said something about the Bible verse and uh, it had something to do with Barack Obama and also Michael Jordan, was it? Uh, Joel, you're going to have to try to make sense of this for us here because we're we're all pretty lost on what you're saying. Okay, but you guys cut me off pretty quick there. I appreciate your time. I really appreciate your time. So if I could just elaborate a little more. Um, It's false idol golden bull worship like the Chicago Bulls, the Windy City, the Prince of the Power of the Air, Jordan. Um, people aren't in the inner cities killing killing other people over Tom Brady's shoes. It's Jordan, the goat, like the goat-headed Baphomet statue. Um, so, Are you saying Jordan Michael Jordan is, you're likening Michael Jordan to Baphomet? Saying, I'm not saying he's Satan. He, he, he's pointing people towards Satan because it's false idol worship. It could be construed people, that you know, at least the it, bulls it or the Michael Jordan shoes or Michael Jordan himself mm-hmm. could be a false idol. The, the I, I'm curious. Street, the golden bowl of Wall Street. Right. I'm curious if okay, the caller so, would also equate a president to a false idol. Uh, yes, like Obama. He's from Chicago. He's a golden bull. The Bible. I won't go into that part of by bulls, if you get what mm-hmm. I mean. But uh, Jordan born five. Now, just listen to this. If you guys give me two minutes here, this might blow your mind. It's not just connecting random things. Jordan born 5,666 days before Kobe on Jordan's first finals game against Black Magic, because that's what this is, is Black Magic. Kobe was 4,666 days old. Right, on hold, hold, hold on, hold on. No, no, we can't let no, you go for two minutes stop. like this, man. Okay. Okay. We're gonna, we're gonna, no, whoa, whoa, hold on, Joel. Joel, here's what we need yes. to do. Yes. We, if you're going to step us through this, then we have to go one step at a time. Okay. No, 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 like rant, and then we'll come back to it. No, we need one step okay, at a time. Perfect. So first okay. off, black magic, what now? Okay, so drain the swamp. Remember drain the swamp? I do. That's what they did when they built the Magic Kingdom. Magic announced that he had a disease. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow, perfectly... slow, slow okay. down. Okay, so it sounds okay. to me like what you're saying is they drained the swamp in Florida in order to build uh, uh, Disney, Disney World. World, which is referred yes. to as the Magic Kingdom. Yes. Okay. okay. And now, Magic. Now, okay. hold on, hold on. Let's back up one more step here. Now, what, what was your, you were saying the Bulls were uh, playing against the Black Magic? Again, against Magic Johnson. Okay. Because he said that he had a virus, but he's perfectly fine, which is kind of weird. And then so the NBA shut down because of, I, I, it's, there's a lot to it. I'm just, I... Okay. I believe South Park proved that cash was the solution to Magic Johnson's problem. That's true. That's true. <laughs> if, okay, you, if, so. you, if you blend it up and just in, uh, inject it directly, at least in the South Park. Large world, injections directly of cash. That's true. 
So are you, what's the, what are you trying to say here? You can keep going, I guess, Joel, and we'll see if we can muddle through this with you. Well, what I'm trying to say is it's pointing us towards Satan and the, the 22 books of Revelation in the years 22. And TV. Magic is, Johnson TV and Michael 20. Jordan are pointing you towards Satan? Yes, they are. False idol worship. The people aren't in the, the number one selling shoes, the number one apparel is basketball. People care about basketball. And it's China, uh, everything, you know, the, the uh, Daryl Morey tried to speak up for the Hong Kong protests. And what did LeBron, oh, he doesn't know what they're talking about. Okay, but about. what about baseball and football? Are they also pointing people towards Satan? Uh, could be, yeah. It's all false okay. idol worship. I okay. mean, why are these people making hundreds of millions of dollars a year and the teachers are indoctrinating the kids? The teachers should be making money and the ones who are cared about in society, but they're not. Teachers. So I'm, you know I'm I mean? skeptical of how you got there, but I, I do completely agree with you that these are false idols being put before us yes. to distract us from worshiping what is actually deserving of being worshipped. This which may is be what brings about the Lord life. Jesus Christ. This yes, may be a continuation of the story of Basketball Jones. And, and, and for those of you who, who have trouble with that, with that uh, metaphor directly, then what it really breaks down to is the author of life. That is what is worth worshiping. What brings about yes. life, human prosperity, yes. healing, wholeness. That is what we need to devote our attention to, and it's what we need to put ourselves beneath and to serve is what brings about life. And all these other things are big, shiny, waving key distractions from what we actually need to keep ourselves focused on. Thank you, Joel, for the call tonight. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, I'm glad that you were able to help us extrapolate something useful from that peakless mountaineer because... Ever since I was a little boy, I always be dribbling. <laughs> Basketball Jones. Where did that basketball originate? Basketball Jones. Was that Cheech and Chong? Okay, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. You should pull that up. That is a good old <laughs> clip. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm more concerned with the idol worshiping about politicians than I am with sports stars, but I think they're both damaging, right? Like, because, you know, we, you see people fight over sports teams and just it's getting really petty. It's one thing to be like a fanboy of like, you know, a guitar player or a sports figure or something like that. It's a whole other thing to worship them, mm-hmm. right? There's a distinct difference. And I've seen the difference. Like, I know people who worship like a uh, you know a guitar player or a sports figure, right? Yeah. And then I know people who are like fans of the sport, and they just really like that guy because he's the goat, the greatest of all time. Or mm-hmm. Well, and uh, an example of worship, in my opinion. So Air Jordans, those are some expensive shoes, man. And if you have a someone who's working like an ordinary job, it takes an unbelievable amount of time to work up the money to get those Air Jordans that are a symbol of your connection to the greatest of all time basketball player. And I mean, I know, I know people who got beat up at the waiting for the bus and like their shoes stolen, so you know, so they could have Air Jordans. So the difference between that kind of worship and the kind of worship that we have towards our politicians is that usually Michael Jordan doesn't tell you what to do. Yeah, exactly. And and the difference there is one is the ritual, is the symbolism, the the ritual of war. And that that is what all sports fundamentally have have been since the beginning. They are ritualized combat Mm -hmm. so that we don't have to have actual combat. Well, except we still have actual combat. So, you know, it would be my preference if like, you know, government leaders, there's only like 200 governments on planet Earth, right? They claim all of the land or whatever, but like if they had a problem with each other, it'd be my preference. Deathmatch. If they like, you know, played t- 
tennis to settle their problem. <laughs> I'd rather see a death you know, match. Something, right? It could be a cage yeah, match. Then the world would be better at the end. Right. Well, you know what I mean? In theory. Well, if they were civilized, they would just be part of the United States. But it and would be we way could fight better. Them in the NBA instead of stabbing them. It would be way better for these leaders to engage in this ritualized combat themselves rather than engaging the young, you know, to, to go. To die for them? To, to die for them yeah. because Man, they told them to. Ball. Dude can't even like ride a bike. Well, then and he walk deserves upstairs. to freaking lose, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry if you elect a guy that can't compete, then you deserve to lose. So you're saying that we should elect everybody our presidents treats, on the basis of their ability to play sports? Everybody gotcha. treats politics like it's a freaking football game, anyway. You know, like oh, my team and the support and blah blah blah, and I'm going to cheer for this guy, and they treat it like a sport, like Mike, go team. Didn't they right? actually elect like a sports guy in the uh, idiocracy? the presidency oh yeah camacho yeah president camacho, camacho. camacho. what was he a wrestler or something yes, like he that? Was. yeah i believe that's terry date terry, <laughs> terry cruz terry cruz. cruz yes thank you yeah, yeah you're right yeah macho camacho <laughs> sorry terry date's like a producer of like many gold and platinum albums <laughs> so uh you can I comment that future mon- uh that future documentary by the way I- idiocracy yeah yeah it's kind of coming true though already oh yeah uh the number here is 603 in the past 283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 phones are open you can join the show here on this live new year's Jesse Ventura ever gets elected president will be beyond <laughs> he's getting pretty old although we do have the oldest president <laughs> ever some questions at this point could be done uh too bad the guy's not principled you know he's not really yeah, libertarian um, but he is entertaining maybe the rock more coming up here it's free talk live is free talk live and the new year's eve edition phones are open as always 603-283-6160 603-283-6160 want to say thank you to john who's a free talk live supporter of our amps program amp stands for advertised market promote and support free talk live john is gold level which means he's doing 10 bucks a month and thank you john for that and if you want to join him, then um, join over at our Patreon. You can go to amps.freetalklive.com, and you'll find the details there. You also get some perks, like access to the Amp Only podcast, which is the full radio show without the recorded commercials. So head on over there to amp, or rather amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. Dot com. As we continue here, uh, Captain, let's jump into your story that we sort of teased a little bit earlier tonight. It's a which one out of Oklahoma, oh, yeah. where you've got a senator, and hopefully he's got some support so, as well for this. What's he? What's he doing? This is an actual press release from OKSenate.gov. That's the letter O, letter K, Senate.gov. Okay. Press release dated December twentieth. 2022, 12.39 p.m. Senator Dom files resolution to amend Constitution and declare Oklahoma a sovereign state. Oklahoma City, Senator Nathan Dom, Republican Broken Arrow, which I believe is his vicinity that he's the Republican mm-hmm. over, has filed Senate Joint Resolution 2, proposing an amendment to Section 1, Article 1 of the Oklahoma Constitution, if passed by the legislature, the proposed amendment would be put to a vote of the people in the next election. Quote, For far too long, the federal government has trampled on state sovereignty, Dom said. This proposal is an attempt to restore balance between the state and the feds. Unquote. The proposed amendment is as follows. 
The state of Oklahoma is a sovereign state, a part of the federal union known as the United States of America. And the Constitution of the United States is the supreme law of the land, and any laws to the contrary are null, void, and of no effect in this state. That's the end of it. Well, there's one more paragraph. This new language reiterates that the states are not subservient to the federal government. But that's what people would be voting on. That's the language, the actual, if it were to appear on the ballot, that's what people in in Oklahoma would vote on. Correct. Can, Can you repeat that for me? I can. The proposed amendment is as follows. The state of Oklahoma is a sovereign state, a part of the federal union known as the United States of America. And the Constitution of the United States is the supreme law of the land. And any laws to the contrary are null, void, and of no effect in this state. I think this could pass. That makes no sense to me. How does that make no sense? Okay, so if it is sovereign, Mm -hmm. that means that there's nothing above it. Like that's literally mm. the definition of sovereign. But so you are it's sovereign, you are but it has joined in a union known as the United States of America, okay. who have all agreed that the Constitution of the United States is the supreme law of the land. But you're saying that line right there right. is contradictory. Yes, those are. Contradictory I can see where you concepts. would get that. However, the next part of that is any uh, the United States supreme uh, law of the land and any laws to the contrary are null, void, and of no effect in this state. Now, who makes the decision as to which laws are or are not contrary to the Constitution in the state of Oklahoma? That's a question I have in my mind. Presumably, the the legislature would have to make that decision. I mean, this is a—it's an interesting proposal. I mean, it it doesn't really have any Well, hang on. Let me finish this uh, last paragraph. This new language reiterates that the states are not subservient to the federal government, Dom said— this uh, The states created the federal government, gave it the power that it does have, and reserved the remainder to themselves. That's true, supposedly. That's, that's well, the end of it. Well, so that, that's actually a huge debate right now. But there are two fundamentally different ways of looking at the United States as compared to the states. And they, they really do emphasize the fundamental divide in American culture. So one way of looking at it is that the supreme entity is the United States federal government and that all the states are subordinate entities to that. That's, that's the, not the way it was created, though. I mean, the, the That's way not it was, the way it's created, but right. that is the way most people understand it, yes, yeah. in my opinion. That's the way it's sort of become. Over time, yeah. Basically, the 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 way that they like of those people who bother to try to defend that perspective, the way that they do so is usually that okay, you gave this power, no backsies. So you gave your power to the state as an individual, no backsies, and the state gave its power as a state to the federal government, no backsies. Well, I mean that's their uh, their theory. I mean, the reality, though, is that. The Constitution is written in a certain way, right? And and I think it was uh, the the Texas well, independence the movement is that, that, that there will be arbitrary enforcement of whoever's in power. Well, no doubt. I mean, that's why the regardless the, of any laws whatsoever. No, no doubt. That's why the Lincoln uh, Supreme Court in the 1800s ruled that you can't leave, even though the Constitution doesn't prohibit exiting. If if it did, then they would have a, a real strong argument, but it it doesn't, and so therefore well, the Tenth Amendment says. That anything that's not prohibited by the Constitution are left is left to the states. Does so. the Constitution prohibit leaving the Union? No, it does not. So there you go. That's what I'm saying. 
If if they had intended to prohibit that, yeah. they would have written it in there. And so the the uh, Supreme Court in the 1800s, this I think it was Texas v. White, was it? Uh, that they they keep citing as oh well, the Supreme Court said you can never leave. Well, the Supreme Court, that's just their opinion. Sounds like the Hotel California. Mm-hmm. You can so, check out yeah. anytime you like, yeah. but you can never leave. Yeah. So. They basically have decided. So the Supreme Court decided directly in that case. Uh, the Supreme mm-hmm. Court decided indirectly when they decided that uh, that interstate commerce was basically anything. So, well, wouldn't it uh, wouldn't it affect interstate commerce if you were to leave like, the union? Therefore, we get to decide it. On one hand, I really enjoy the fact that there are these already divided geographic areas that. Likely, just by sheer will of force, right? I don't know if you've ever willed yourself into a situation, right? Sometimes there's like, you know, I really want to go to this concert, but it's all sold out. And if you just show up, like somebody will be like, hey, man, you want to buy a ticket? And you're like, sure. Oh, I can't yeah. believe it, right? You know, and I got so lucky I got a ticket, right? You can just will yourself into a situation. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure a state that really wants to be sovereign can just kind of will itself into that situation absolutely right? if you just start acting like it and behaving like it and you're saying no here and there and that kind of a thing i'm, I'm pretty sure that can happen now you have Once, to believe that it's possible and then it is possible right yeah well you have to behave as if it's possible yeah. as if it already is and then it is yeah and then true. other people are like oh they can do that oh we can do that yeah and so that's Tricky kind of though. what i see this bit about oklahoma like we've heard about uh, what's the the the, the we exit the the Canadian bit mm. recently Wexit? Yeah, uh, we've heard about uh, what was the the European one Brexit Brexit right? Uh, we've heard about Texit. Yeah, we've heard about NH exit here locally New Hampshire right. exit right? We've heard of all these Cal exit Cal exit California trying to like you know maybe do a thing where they exit. So all I'm saying is that this is a sign of things to come. Mm-hmm. This is not only a, a good idea. But it's an idea that we're seeing repeated from region to region to region to region. Now, there has to be a reason for that, right? Yeah. Now, it's a zeitgeist, I think, to some extent. The spirit of the times. There's a lot of talk about national divorce. And I find myself wondering if this senator in Oklahoma was influenced at all by what happened earlier this year in New Hampshire with the uh, the New Hampshire exit amendment, which was also a proposal for a constitutional amendment. Right. Now, I'm curious to know what the requirements are in Oklahoma. So here in New Hampshire, you I have to get 60% know. of the... Uh, or just over 60 percent i guess of the uh, the state house and the state senate to vote for the thing in order to get it onto the ballot and then it has to receive 67 roughly percent of the vote so two-thirds of the vote in order for it to pass uh, and then become an actual constitutional amendment so i'm wondering if they've got a different level of you know what is it required to actually make this thing move forward the fact that it's coming from a state senator is uh, certainly a bigger deal at least you know, on its face than it was here in New Hampshire, because mm-hmm. here in New Hampshire, we've got 400 state representatives. Ours, uh, the uh, the ballot initiative, or I guess it, ballot initiative isn't the right word, but the constitutional resolution or amendment right. came from several state representatives, but they don't hold as much, quote unquote, power individually as a state senator would. So this is kind of a pretty meaningful thing to have a state senator put this forward. And just to clarify, if the United States uh, Supreme Court made a new ruling that allowed a a state to exit, that would fundamentally shift whether it was allowed or not. Well, and the only way they would ever have to make that ruling is if another case were brought, right? Right. And so the only way you're going to have that happen is if somebody makes another shot at it. Yeah. And, And, And hopefully this time peacefully. 
Exactly. And that is the uh, the idea here. So, yeah, I'm curious as to the background on this this senator and why he chose now to do this. What was it that inspired him? I, I bet you he heard about New Hampshire. What if you're this, this guy, give us a call at 603-283-6160. Rom, Rom, R-A-H-M. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, senator Nathan O'Dom, oh, D-A-H-M. Sorry, Nathan right. Dom. We'll see if we can learn more about it. Of course, the phones are open. You can share your thoughts on independence. Are you ready for it? It's Free Talk Live. Hour 2 is coming up. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, the New Year's Eve edition of the show. Phones are open if you want to join us uh, here at the number 603-283-6160. If you're in Europe or East, Happy New Year, because it's already it's already tomorrow. Actually, in the United States, we will probably be celebrating first being an Eastern Standard Time, right? No, sir. No, it is already tomorrow in... Uh, Everywhere from the Asian Pacific all the way through the United Kingdom. But in the United States, we will be the first. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Right. Uh, mm, Is there no, anywhere no, east no. of uh, here? Uh, that... Oh, uh, Marianas Islands? Well, that's right. Yeah, the Marianas are already, uh, they've rung in the New Year okay, many hours Okay, but ago. Mark talks about them, so they don't count. So, uh, uh, Happy New Year, uh, Cyprian. Um I think there might be some Key West islands that might be in the Atlantic time zone. Ooh. I could be wrong about that. Uh, Hawaii? They're on the other side oh, of the Pacific. Oh, they are? Yeah, they're, okay. one, they're actually one I behind the West Coast. I keep forgetting where that line is. I think yeah, they're, they're four hours back. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, five, they're one four, zone behind, but like it's a few more hours. I think they're five oh, hours okay. back. Because I, I think Alaska's four hours back and then Hawaii's five. I think that that's I where remember. the timeline should actually begin. Hawaii. Just middle of the Pacific, mm-hmm. nobody around. Why does there around, need to be a timeline like, at all? Why right can't there. all of Earth be on the same time? Well, it, you you would have to arbitrarily pick one point. Okay. Greenwich well, meantime. that would be uni- uh, yeah, universal time code or whatever. Coordinated universal time. Yeah, and I think that that arbitrary point should be in Hawaii. It is already out in the Pacific <laughs> somewhere. I don't. I think Could there's be pretty more much nothing no, that's there. The, Pacific. That's the opposite side. Like that's the end of the day. It's also the beginning, because every end is a new beginning. <laughs> anyway, we're here, and the phones are open. The number is 603-283-6160. I think we've pretty much covered this Oklahoma story. I just did a yeah. little digging on the bill here, uh, Senate Joint Resolution 2, uh, put forth by Senator Dom, D-A-H-M, and it doesn't seem like there's a bunch of co-sponsors, at least or yet. Or damn! Could if be. you want to mispronounce his name. Uh, but the point I'm, uh, the point here is it doesn't seem like there's like a list of people that are backing this at this point. So this is real early on in this bill's lifetime. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it, things develop. It reminds me exactly of the one that was submitted here in New Hampshire mm-hmm. with the, the language for like, hey, this is what it would sound like if this goes to a vote, you know, and then it didn't. Well, the difference being that the New Hampshire one would have actually declared peaceful independence from the United States. Yeah. And this one's just a statement of principle, basically, to say that, you know, we in, New, in, in Oklahoma way, are a, an independent state. In a way, it's a declaration of independence, which I think It is, that, kind of. It's a light version of it. It's a declaration of sovereignty, but not independence. Mm, okay. All right. Uh, but I also think that individuals should take it upon themselves to declare themselves independent. I think so, too. Well, uh, and, and that's and that's, I think, what this really comes down to, because if you believe that the state is above the federal government, OK, well, where does that power come from? And naturally, that power comes from the individuals. And that's the real unit of sovereignty. Mm-hmm. 
If, on the other hand, you believe that the the nation is above the states, well, then it just makes sense that we should all bow down before the United Nations. Yeah, well, if you believe that mm. uh, you know the federal government is above the state government, is above the county government, is above the local city government, is above the town government, you're wrong because it's actually the reverse of that Right. if you're a freedom-minded individual. And that More is to reasonable. say that, that being the individual is the highest form of sovereignty you can achieve. Indeed. Uh, and in order to declare oneself uh, sovereign or declare oneself independent, there is the Shire Society Declaration, which anyone can go and sign. Just go to shiresociety.com. Uh, you're pointing, Captain, to a, a very nice physical original copy of the Shire nice Society. Nice frame, too. Uh, yeah, I forget who did that one. I think it was Kurt Hoffman, actually, that, cool. that hooked us up with that back in the day. But that is the original. That was uh, one of two uh, Shire Society declarations, full size, that was signed at the Porcupine Freedom Festival in 2010. It's got way more signatures on it than the Constitution ever thought it had. I think you're right. I think you're right about that. Yeah, and there's a whole other one too. So there's a second one that also has uh, is full of signatures. So it's a personal declaration of independence. You can read it. It's fairly short. It's fairly simple to uh, to get through. And uh, if you like it, then you I, can sign it. I love this because it's to me it's it's an extension of what I like to preach, which is be the captain of yourself. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Well, and one difference that this has uh, from the uh, the Constitution of the United States is this is actually a valid document. So define what you mean by valid. Okay. So when the when the representatives were sent to the Second Constitutional Congress, they were not given the power to create a new form of government. Mm. Like even under the idea that you that you can be forced into this union in a state. Even under that idea, they were specifically not allowed to negotiate a new government. They were allowed to amend the Articles of Confederation, not to create a whole But they threw them thing. out, and they did it all again. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas the people who signed this document, each and every one of them actually has the, the valid powers of a sovereign individual. Well, plus, and this document doesn't claim power over anyone. Right. 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 The only people that this document claims power over are those who have agreed to it. Uh, let's go to your phone calls here. We got somebody on the line calling from somewhere. You're on Free Talk Live. Who's this? Hey, this is Neil calling from Golden Shores, Arizona, guys. I just called in to say Happy New Year to you. Oh, Happy New thank Year. you. Every night. Happy New Year. And uh, I'm starting to get worried. My Sarah hasn't called in yet. <laughs> oh, it's early. She yeah. She's normally a last half of the show kind of girl. Mm-hmm. Well, she she might be getting looped tonight. She might be out there celebrating with I don't know traffic cameras and <laughs> you know uh, tr- public transportation people. I don't know. I don't get the impression that or she's her, a drinker. Or, or her roommate slash boyfriend. Yeah, could be. What do you mean? Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about or why they would talk like this. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Anyway, we'll hear from guys, her. you have a great night, and, thank and you. Chuck up there in Longview, Washington. If you're listening, hello. All right, thank you for the call tonight, man. Appreciate it, and enjoy your New Year's. What's up, Chuck? <laughs> I just got to say, up, up Chuck. Chuck. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. Let's see. So let's talk Do about you up the Chuck the boogie. Uh, bong with a thong, orangutan, biggie jiggy. What? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, you have a story, Peakless, from the... Oh, here's a perfect example. U.S. Virgin Islands time zone there is uh, Atlantic oh, yeah. time zone. First of all, I have to disagree with the name of this place. The U.S. Virgin Islands? I'm pretty sure that like most people there are not virgins. 
Well, Never been there. I can't speak to it. Well, you see, if we remember back to our Epstein story, or none of the, or it's impossible for these islands to have not been effed. Mm. Well, I would say that there are uh, uh, probably a lot of virgin sacrifices down there. Well, does the name come from virginity of humans or that it's untouched? Is this like Epstein Island? Oh, well, the, the name actually comes from the Virgin Mary. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, okay. yeah back when we named things after, uh, you know, holy relics. That's why mm-hmm. there's like a uh, smaller and greater St. James Island. Okay. Because, right. you know, St. James. Yeah, so it's named after the Blessed Virgin. But apparently this is an answer to our question earlier, is what part, parts of the United States are not in Eastern time? Virgin Islands, and apparently also Puerto Rico. So both, Rico. Of, both of those are what, in the Atlantic time Atlantic, zone. Yeah. So they're one hour ahead. So it's 9, 9.14 uh, there right now. Those yeah, bastards getting the years first. Which means you guys are going to be ringing in their new year as well. You'll be ringing in three different uh, new years tonight on Beard Talk Live. Noise. Mm, I don't know about three. Atlantic... Because don't you guys go past 1 a.m.? Uh, 1 a. We do 1.30, but... That means you're going to cross 11, 12, uh, and 1. That's uh, 1.30, 12.30. That's three different 10, time zones. 10.30 would be West Coast, so we're only doing Atlantic, Eastern, and Central. Yeah, okay, that's three time zones. Your math is yeah, correct. That's yeah, right. That's right. Tonight, on our video streaming services like Odyssey, you can find that over at video.freetalklive.com. Please uh, subscribe to us there, and uh, I hope Odyssey can pull out of this attack from... The uh, federal government, they're still coming think, after them. I still think they should become a doubt. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. That's a good idea. I, mean, like, it, I, can't, I can't see any downside to that other than, you know, losing the company as like a structured thing for it's like, go you know, the founders, Jeremy, and all that kind of thing. But, it's going out of business right but now. But if, if it's their dream to put this thing into action, this decentralized, you know, sort of autonomous video, mm-hmm. you know, sharing thing, this protocol, uh, that... I, I if they're going to be fined a whole bunch of money anyway that they can't possibly afford to pay according to what I've heard about what yeah the it's going to put them out of business they'll put them out of business then what do they have to lose by making it a doubt agree it's right. a good point all right so the U S Virgin Islands has themselves an attorney general and he or she is doing something apparently about the whole Epstein situation oh yeah. And Peakless is going to tell us about that coming up here. And we are here live, by the way, so you can join the show. The number is 603-283-6160. You can bring up whatever's on your mind on this New Year's Eve edition of Free Talk Live. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. Phones are open. You can join us. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Inflation is a real problem, and the government is going to keep making it worse because that's what they do. They print money, increasing the money supply, making prices go up. Number go up. What can you do about that? Well, you can protect yourself. Uh, like a lot of savvy investors have been diversifying into the most stable assets in recorded history, gold and silver. And they got plenty of it over at bullionmax.com slash FTL. You can order your precious metals, have them shipped directly to your home, fully insured, and you don't even have to deal with a salesperson. It's all done online. And because you're a Free Talk Live listener, you get a special deal. Uh, it is employee pricing on Bullion Max's Silver Starter Kit. 
Just go to bullionmax.com slash FTL. It's five ounces of silver from the world's most popular mints, and they're throwing in a free gold back as well. It's a heck of a deal. Nice. So you can go to bullionmax.com slash FTL, get your precious metals there. Of course, they've got a huge selection beyond that. That's just the you know where you can start. Uh, there's a huge uh, inventory that they have over there at bullionmax.com slash FTL. Start it there. Uh, real quick, just a suggestion. It's the holiday season. Many people have received gifts. Many of them have received gifts of monetary value. If the gift you received was of the USD, that is the dollars, mm-hmm. the variety, a check or you know actual cash, uh, if you don't need that to like you know pay your rent or your immediate bills for heating in the winter yeah. or anything like that, might I suggest you put that into something like gold or silver, goldbacks, Bitcoin, yeah. cryptocurrency? Because if 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 you're otherwise okay, your your bills are paid and you can eat. Right. And and that's truly a gift money for you. One of the best suggestions I can make is for you to invest that money into something that will benefit you later. I think that's a good suggestion. Let's go to the phones here. David is on the line in Georgia listening online. Go ahead, David. Hello and um, good, happy new year to everybody there in the studio. Thank you. Welcome, Cheers. sir. Happy new what's, year. what's on your mind tonight? Oh, um, I just was listening to some back episodes of the show, and I've gotten back through December 20th in the, the Crypto 6 trial, and I'm just uh, calling to say I wish you all the best on your appeal. Um, well, thank I'm you. certain you'll win because the government are slime balls, and we all know it. Well, I mean, that's the argument for why I won't win, but, uh, you know, hopefully well, the hopefully the judges are a little bit more honest at the appeals court than the, the jury, was, which was just completely snookered by the uh, the prosecution, unfortunately, in this case. The jury was just... Well, that, that whole trying to pressure the, the jury, oh, we'll get, you, we'll get you out of here by Christmas, that's ridiculous. Agreed. The jury should take as much time as they need to to make a proper decision and look at all the facts in a case. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious that unfairly biased them. And uh, also, I was uh, I was just listening to your thing um, with the whole Odyssey thing. Uh, have you guys ever heard of PeerTube? It's uh, similar to Mastodon, yes. but it's for video hosting instead of um, PeerTube with a P, right? Yeah, Peertube. actually, we installed that. I think it was right before the raid happened, a few months before we were raided in 2021. Uh, my guy at the time, tech guy, who unfortunately has passed away, Michael Hampton, did install uh, a copy of PeerTube for us, and we did experiment with it. For listeners that aren't familiar, the the idea behind PeerTube is it's kind of like a decentralized video streaming platform, basically, wherein, let's say you've got a live stream going on, it would actually... Uh, mean that the people who are watching the stream would also be streaming the stream, sort of like you know torrents. When you download a full torrent, you're streaming the right. the, the tor- or you're uh, you're seeding the torrent. This would be a little different in that it's live video. So if you connect to this peer tube, you are literally watching video that is streamed by your peers rather than essentially right. So if your little counter server. at the bottom of the video says twenty people are watching, twenty people are also broadcasting. Correct. That's cool. as I understood it. It was a little janky. Uh, my assessment of it at the time was that it wasn't quite ready for prime time. It was a little buggy, uh, but it's been a couple of years. I haven't had a chance to to try it since then. So yes, the answer is yes, David. Although I also like the concept of beer tube. This is where you just <laughs> put a thing in your, you know, it's connected to the internet and it just serves you beer all the time. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> you could pay a, you could pay Monero at a vending machine for your beers. <laughs> That'd be great. Indeed. David, uh, anything else you want to share tonight? No, sir, that's it. Thank you for taking the call. Thanks for the kind words. Definitely appreciate it, man. I wonder if you could invent, like, a, you know, a, a alcohol-specific coin. 
you know, beer coin. That really hasn't been done. Oh, I'm, I'm certain. I'd be surprised if like somebody hasn't tried it, but like, is it effective? Like, you know, could you make of one that's it's not like, effective? Okay. So well, you're not going to get drunk on it if that's what you mean. Well, but like, oh, hopefully you could. Right? Okay. Like if I buy so, some beer coin at the tavern down the road and then I'm traveling overseas or into another state or whatever, and I've got some beer coin left, I should be able to spend that beer coin okay, for the beer well, that I already purchased. Which would you rather have, though? Would you rather have a coin that can only be spent on beer or a coin that can be spent on beer and everything else? I mean, I can trade beer for most things. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, that's, and if I can't, why would I want to? I mean, they already had pot coin. Remember, they uh, do. Yeah, we, we knew a guy right. that was. I remember. That. I remember uh, colloquial. No, no, that's not the right word. I remember being in an old school FTL like chat where it was just on mm-hmm. the website, and you just signed in as like yeah, whatever. I remember that. And uh, I remember making fun of like all. It was like Bitcoin early era. And then all of a sudden there were these like like Litecoin was coming out yep. and that kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, next thing you know, there'll be, and I can't say it on the air, but it's the the T word with it after it yep. coin. And then next thing you know, that coin actually showed like somebody invented it. <laughs> of course, right? I remember posting it in the old FTL chat, going, "Next thing you know, somebody will invent this coin." Yeah. And then like I don't know, a year later, like, "Hey, check it out! It's this coin." And I'm like, "Ah, oh, yeah, ah, the one that is uh, named after the little bird." Yes, that's the one. Potcoin is currently the 2718th ranked cryptocurrency. What about Monero? Not Monero, but M-A-N-E-U, whatever, however you spell Monero. Potcoin has uh, a a total 24-hour trading volume of $49.32. So that thing has gone nowhere and is a total loser. It's totally gone to pot. Yeah. And I suspect it's not the only one either. It's like, yeah, I agree with the peakless here that these coins have to have a bigger vision than just, you know, one product or something like that. We don't need a zillion cryptocurrencies. But we're going to get a zillion of them until one of them breaks apart. One of them incorporates all of the features in one coin. Well, I mean, it, it's... I've called, heard of one coin, and that was a really bad not, plan. Not one coin, but like all of the features combined into a singular coin. So I disagree completely. I think that uh, all of those useful features should be built in the layer two. Like on the, I just my cup. on the base layer, all we need is certainty. You want extra features? Build it on top. Well, I'm of the opinion that any new feature invented for any... Actual cryptocurrency coin, not tokens. I'm not talking about Ethereum tokens. I'm talking about a legit cryptocurrency. Any feature invented on any of the cryptocurrencies, because they're all literally a fork of Bitcoin. Not all of them. Okay, Monero is but, not. But they're conceptually. Uh, not but what I'm saying fork, is, like the code can be. It's kind of like it's kind of like getting Excel to run on uh, Apple, right, on a Mac system. It can be done, right. And so what I'm saying is that all of the features can be implemented on every coin monero's security features pirates security features hush's security features can all be implemented on every other cryptocurrency that exists it's just a matter of the developers taking a look at it and going how do we implement this on our coin oh look we changed this and the x equals the y and the b and z but there's trade-offs for doing it and the yeah. more features you add, the, the bigger your attack. Well, and the bigger your attack surface. Mm. Like even even tiny little features were the source of the the first attack surface for Bitcoin in the first place. Just imagine the upgrade the happening simultaneously across all coins. There's more coming up here in moments. You can join the show. Uh, the number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. We'll talk about the Epstein situation coming up. 
Free Talk Live. Phones are open here, and you can join the show. The number is 603-283-6160. Happy New Year's Eve to you. Happy Old Year. Yeah, indeed. Uh, And we're about to enter into 2023. That'll be later on tonight, Eastern Time. The guys here, uh, Beer Talk Live, will be joining you for that. There may be some beard involved. After 10.30 Eastern Time, you can join them over at Watch. I just realized your beard is... Well, it's out. It's not... It's not tied up. Otherwise... It's down? Yeah, it's not otherwise braided or beard-tailed. I don't... What do you call it? You put a beard in a ponytail. Hmm? Beardy tail? <laughs> That's a good question. Like, what do you call it? Join them tonight. Uh, just bookmark watch.freetalklive.com, and you'll be able to uh, see that happen after 10.30 Eastern Time tonight. Ring in the new year with Captain Kickass, Peakless Mountaineer, and nobody, I believe, will also be joining you. He has been found, by the way. Nobody was not on Beard Talk Live last week. Uh, he'll have an interesting story to tell if you ask him about it, I suspect, on the air tonight. But I won't I won't spoil it uh, in that case. So we're going to go to your calls and thoughts and then more on the U.S. Virgin Islands Attorney General going uh, after the Epstein case in regards to apparently some involvement from J.P. Morgan Chase Bank. We'll find out about what that's all about. But first, T.J. the Spy is on the line in Colorado on our SIP line, which you can uh, learn how to use by going to SIP.FreeTalkLive.com. Go ahead, T.J. It's always good to be on with you, Ian, and I want to let you know um, there's a tradition that my mom, who's from the backwoods of Tennessee, she always swears by it, but on New Year's Eve, you're supposed to eat black-eyed peas with salt pork, and it brings good luck for the New Year. So I'm continuing that tradition, and I am wishing that the First Circuit Court of Appeals takes up your case in 2023 Mm. or 2024. And that you get to remain out on bail. Um, you know, I don't know. That would be an interesting. Arg- I'm trying to figure out, like, what to say to Judge LaPlante in my letter, because I don't know him very well, other than what I saw of him in court and a few Zoom call hearings. But, Judge um, LaPlante, isn't that uh, French for the plant? <laughs> you, you know, I don't know. His name's <laughs> Joseph, Joseph LaPlante. And so. Pretty sure you're right. I, I looked up his wiki. He's a he's a sporty kind of guy. Oh, okay. He's a, a uh, he's a uh, what do you call it? A referee for boxing matches, and he's also like a wrestling coach. Hmm. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll give the guy some credit. I felt like he played things pretty fair in this particular hearing. I felt like uh, he was acting. Like in retrospect, I'm like that guy's an actor. Well, I don't know, but uh, I mean, if you compare what happened to, say, uh, Ross Ulbricht, who was basically railroaded by the federal system, wasn't even allowed to put on a defense. Uh, we were, uh, you know, allowed to put on a defense. We televised and we were unphotographed never, and they're all that way. And, Every single federal court is the same way, so that's just a federal court's problem. It's not this one one judge's problem, but they're all uh, one way corrupt. Well, in this case, yes. he could have been a lot worse, uh, and he wasn't. You know, to to the guy's credit, uh, when it I came to, the, when, I was talking about the courts, not the. When judges. you're evaluating tyrants, he was probably you know on the bottom twenty percent of as tyrannical as he could be. Yeah, I mean, the objections in the case went our way as often as they a did tyrant, the other, nonetheless. Yeah, the other the other side's way. Uh, the objections went both ways. Like he was, he wasn't playing towards the prosecution any more than he was playing towards. Uh, the, uh, I got to disagree. I think he was giving suggestions to the uh, the offense yeah, I still throughout think he, the trial. I'm, I'm kind of with Bonnie on that particular item yeah, that, that think, he was suggesting that the uh, prosecution do things in a certain way rather than, and he never gave any such suggestions to you or your team. 
suggestions? Well, like it's what? one of those things I'm curious, like, what happens if you have a trial judge who says, well, if this would have been a bench trial, I would have found him not guilty. But the jury, I disagrees with me and found them guilty on all counts. I mean, so, I mean, in that case, judges usually say, well, if the jury, I'm not going to question a jury verdict. So yeah. that's usually what happens, I guess. Yeah. Uh, to answer yeah, well, your question, Peekless, uh, uh, the, the prosecution would say something like, you know, objection on these grounds. And the judge would be like, well, you can't really do that, but did you mean you objected on these grounds instead? Ooh. And then they'd be like, oh, yes, that's what we meant. And he'd be like, okay, well, that's sustained. Brutal. Whereas he never did that for the defense. No, of course not. Now, I think that even just... Uh, I think that even just telling them over and over and over again how, oh, we'll try and get you out before Christmas, we'll try and get you out before Yeah, the they holiday. planted that seed think, early and often. Yeah, I think that was an unfair bias very clearly. Now, yeah, I it also only took that, five hours. You know, that was the thing. It's like after weeks of trial, it only took them five hours. I'm like, well, that's barely enough mm-hmm. time to introduce yourselves and read the charges and think about the elements and all the tests they probably did like a secret santa claus gift exchange between themselves got their free breakfast and free lunch and then got the f out of there well i was thinking maybe we could have the jurors vote on the ethereum blockchain we could have the ian guilty token and the ian innocent token (laughs) and a smart contract to turn the key to the jail you know a smart ethereum contract could lock him up (laughs) for uh you know, eight to 20 years. I don't even like my Bitcoin being locked in a contract, let alone me. Does that mean if somebody else bought those tokens that they could then unlock Ian? That is correct. Yes. And the government could hold (laughs) all the tokens. And yeah, like, you know, if, if all you could get like vote voting, free Ian tokens and you get enough of those tokens, they could all vote to free Ian. And if we could do that for Ian, can we do that for Ross too? You know, that's that's one of the things I don't know, like with his Ethereum, he put his uh, uh, artwork on the NFT exchange. So I don't know I who gets that money. I believe that would be the Free Ross Foundation or Dow or whatever they are. There's a group of activists out there. Maybe it's his parents or uh, his mother that they're raising money for would be my guess uh, to try to continue yeah, to advocate for his release. His mom gets the money because I figure that's one thing Ross would want. You know, I sent my Christmas gift to Ross in prison via wire transfer. So he has, you know, some spending pocket money to spend on ramen noodles and things. You're referring to Ross Ulbricht, who is the founder of the Silk Road, the world's first underground uh, marketplace that they uh, punished him really harshly for uh, to the tune of two life sentences plus 40 years. And as I mentioned, didn't even allow him to put on a defense uh, in his trial. It was an incredibly corrupt For the crimes of creating a a website website. that did more to make drug exchanges safer than any government institution on the face of the planet in all of history. Yeah, yeah thank you. It saved my life, you know. So I mean it's mm. one of those things that uh I'm very grateful for what Ross did and um you know I I write him every chance I get, you know, every few months just to remind him that he's still loved and wanted out on the outside. Word. Thank you TJ uh for calling and sharing your thoughts tonight. Definitely appreciate it. And we will by the way be uh posting something. I think Mark's writing something up regarding people writing to uh letters to the judge uh, in this case. You generally do not want to spend time excoriating the system or how corrupt or awful it is. That's not going to uh, to help 
Uh, it's not going to be something that you know the judge needs to see. It won't uh, right. won't assist him in making the decision. The letter should be focusing on my value as uh, to the community, my value outside of a jail cell instead of inside. Uh, how I've helped people, that kind of thing. That should it's be one of the most undersold things that I think. Uh, like I know you're not you're not a guy that goes around bragging about yourself, but I think that's one of your most undersold. Uh, things that, that about you is that your willingness and ability to help anyone without asking for anything in exchange that to me is one of the most undersold things about ian freeman that exists well that would be something you would want to put in in yes. a letter like that so uh and we're gonna i don't know if it's the crypto6.com is going to post it or where it's going to end up we'll put it at freetalklive.com or something like that it, it doesn't exist yet but that will be coming within the, the next few weeks i would guess uh, and we will need to have them ideally in like physical form. So we'll put a mailing address out there for people to, you know, actually have an actual printed, signed, original version. That way they're, you know, legit uh, in that mind. So uh, we got more coming up here. The U.S. Virgin Islands Attorney General is apparently on the Epstein case. Uh, this individual is targeting J.P. Morgan and saying that the mm-hmm. big bank, one of the world's largest. And wealthiest banks out there apparently had something to do with Epstein's activities. That's a fact. They're charged. Are they saying this about the organization, not about like a person named J.P. Morgan right. involved with the bank? Okay. Right. J.P. Morgan Chase is the name of the corporation. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we'll find out more about that coming up here in moments. It is the New Year's Eve edition of Free Talk Live. The number, if you want to join us here, it's 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Welcome to the program here. The number is 603-283-6160. The New Year's Eve edition of the show. Phones are open. If you want to join us here, you can also join us online as well at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features we have waiting for you on the website. Sorry about that, Captain. Oh, 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 I've been canceled. You guys were yammering while I was trying to come back from the break. I was so. trying to think of the the lyrics of Old Anxiety. Should old acquaintance, should be, old acquaintance forgot. be forgot and never brought to mind? Sounds right, yeah. Should old acquaintance be forgot in the days of old anxiety? What the heck does that even mean? You have to look it up, no, man. And all the old lang syne. It, it it It's pretty much just like, let all of our past grievances just be left alone. It's good advice. Yeah. Forgiveness is always important. I like forgiveness. Practice that. Uh, So you can join us here and bring up whatever you want. Uh, The number again, 603-283-6160. Let's get into the story here, Peakless Mountaineer, that you brought in tonight about the Attorney General in the U.S. Virgin Islands targeting J.P. Morgan Chase Mm -hmm. regarding Epstein. What's happening? That's right. Epstein's sex trafficking was aided by J.P. Morgan, a U.S. Virgin Islands lawsuit says. Hmm. The government of the U.S. Virgin Islands alleges in a lawsuit filed this week that J.P. Morgan Chase, quote, turned a blind eye, unquote, to evidence that disgraced financier Jeffrey Epstein used, sorry, that disgraced financier Jeffrey Epstein used the bank to facilitate sex trafficking activities Hmm. on Little St. James, the private island he owned in the territory until his 2019 suicide. Okay. And this is from NPR, so I can forgive them for just leaving it at suicide. Government public radio? Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
honestly, like I tried to find this story like from practically any other source and like I've got NPR and CNN and that's about it. I mean, I've got a huh. a, a market watch one like this thing is hard to find. I just have this thing where you take the word national and replace it with the word government and it's more truthful. Mm. There is that nationalized national parks or government parks. The national football league is the government football mm. league, et cetera. And so on. Yeah. Fair point. In a more than 100 page complaint filed by USVI attorney general, Denise George, uh, who I found out that Denise George has apparently been at this for years. So like right, hmm. right uh, in, uh, let's see, it was uh, September of 2020 is when she went directly after them. Apparently they were trying, for one thing, there's two islands. I didn't even know there was a second island. So there's Little St. James and then like Greater St. James and they're both Epstein Islands. Oh, okay. And there's, huh. and there's like four different aircraft that he was off operating. Like we got the, we got some books from one of them mm-hmm. and okay. What, what about, about the, the other, other three? Ones? Okay. What about the right. other three? What about all the pilot's notes? What about all of this information? Where are the pilots? Mm, right. Wouldn't it be nice to know? Okay. But, uh, so, and this one just blew my socks off because no one ever goes after a big heavy hitter like jp morgan chase i mean like jp morgan chase uh goldman sachs i mean like these are world controlling forces i believe it's no pronounced goldman sucks <laughs> yeah but what's going to happen out of this is i mean this isn't a criminal case right this is just a uh, you know pay us oh we we no, no, think they- you should have known so therefore pay up right this is just them is trying a civil to civil case um it's it how do you bring like a criminal would- case against a corporation right well, you would need the assistance of the government. So, fun fact: in a court of law, persons are persons. Like, uh, well, you can't lock the pers- corporation in a jail cell. Hmm. Well, so who who goes to jail if you find Chase Bank guilty? Well, of uh, willful ignorance regarding uh, they what just Epstein changed their name doing. to J.P. Morgan Chase. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what would actually happen is that they'd probably have to uh, dissolve and reform, and when they reformed, it would have suspiciously the same people Mm -hmm. and the same... uh, So, weirdly enough, what you could lock up is all of the things that Chase owns. Their assets? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, so, like, our our law system is utterly bizarre, but basically, from its perspective... There's you, which is a corporation, essentially, like what a human being would refer to as a corporation. They refer to as a person. So from their perspective, Mm -hmm. it makes total sense for you to say that a person has no need to breathe. A person can be in multiple places simultaneously. Mm -hmm. Obviously. A person can live forever. A person can live forever. Well, live is kind of uh, iffy. But anyway... Whereas your body is just what belongs to the corporation. Mm -hmm. Your body is the uh, valuable property that is put up in escrow for the activities of that corporation. Okay. So, I don't know. Maybe they would uh, put everything that Chase Bank owns in a cell. That would be fantastic. That's not going to happen. Again, you're going to need the assistance of government to do any of these things. Well, this, that's who the attorney general is here. And yep. but uh, again, tell me, tell me more about this. Like, what are they exactly alleging was Chase Bank's involvement? They're saying they turned a blind eye. Mm-hmm. So I presume that means that Epstein was winking a nod, making yeah, was making some sort of deposits in this bank that were suspicious. But because he was a good customer, they didn't question it. 
Yeah. I'm just assuming. Yeah, I don't know. What no, that's absolutely saying. right. Uh, let's see here. So uh, uh, it, it alleges that, uh, that J.P. Morgan failed to report Epstein's suspicious activities and provided the financier with services reserved for high-wealth clients until after his 2008 conviction for soliciting a minor for prostitution. So Was and, he not a high-wealth client? I mean, uh, he's not poor if he owns a couple islands. Good question there. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing is, like... As far as like, is this civil or criminal kind of doesn't matter because if you get enough, uh, enough fines, then you go out of business. And I would love for this to take down JP Morgan. This is a trillion dollar bank. That would be fantastic. I mean, they're huge. And frankly, even that is kind of an, okay, can we get the client list? Because that Epstein would be fantastic. List? Yeah. Right. Because that's the thing about this. None of this is ever coming to light because no one wants to go after Jelaine it. Jelaine Maxwell has been convicted of uh, trafficking to question mark. Right. Exactly. And they, they keep suppressing that, saying, oh, well, she she couldn't get a fair trial like, if how we can, were to release it. How can, like, you okay, convict somebody, how can you convict somebody of human trafficking to question mark? Right. Right. There has to be an end point for you to deliver said human traffic to. Otherwise, you're just on like, you know, you're on like the bypass going mm. in circles. Well, the, that's not really human trafficking. That's human like, you know, musical chairs. That's a carousel. <laughs> uh, carousel. Yes. Thank you. So uh, the way that they did that one, as far as I know, was they were saying, well, if it came out who she was trafficking, trafficking these people to, then we couldn't get a fair trial, which just, oh, wh- wow. So if I'm, we knew, I'm convinced that there is no such thing as a fair trial in the government justice system. Well, it occurs to me that no one actually wants a fair trial who's conducting it. Well, yeah. And I mean, we've talked about the conflict of interest that's inherent in the system, the judge, prosecution, the cops, the FBI, you know, whoever, they all draw their check from the same place mm-hmm. right so and that in any other context would certainly be a conflict of interest and the fact that that's allowed to happen mm-hmm. is should be enough to tell every man woman and child on planet earth that it is not a fair system it is not a system of justice and that's the thing i mean if you're a private defender uh you want to win you don't care if it's fair or not. You want to win. If you're a public defender, you just want to not screw up the paperwork. Right. And, of course, if you're a prosecutor, you don't care if the trial is done properly or not. You want to win. Public defenders have zero incentive to do anything for you at all. Mm. That's a fact. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, according to Wikipedia, has a total assets of $3.77 trillion. Also a little bank. So the idea that this lawsuit or whatever this is criminal or civil case is going to somehow damage them significantly i don't think they're going to be able to hit them for the events if the events of 2008 uh, and the bailouts that ensued at well out of your pocket by the way listeners uh, if that didn't take down somebody like jp morgan chase this isn't no and i mean what is this going to be involving here do they actually get into the uh the allegations regarding what was it that this bank was supposed to send what was the supposed suspicious activity that was going on that they did not report that they were supposed to does it talk about that Uh, i think so I mean, uh, so the next part here is uh, what it says is that uh, uh, it, quote, revealed that J.P. Morgan knowingly, negligently, and unlawfully provided and pulled the levers through which recruiters and victims were paid. 
and was indispensable to the operation and concealment of the Epstein trafficking enterprise. And the thing is, given that this was a multiple year, if not multiple decade enterprise, we don't know how many offenses there are here. And if you get pinged for every single one of those, this actually does have the power, if we had the slightest bit of justice, to take down even a giant like J.P. Morgan Chase. Well, I appreciate your optimism. Uh, I don't think there's much reason to believe that J.P. Morgan Chase will in any way be threatened by this. I think they're going to, if they lose this case, there'll be some sort of a money judgment against them. It'll be in the millions of dollars, and they'll just cut the check and then wash their hands of it. Uh, more coming up here in moments. If there's more to share, we can do that. It is Free Talk Live, Hour 3 next. Free Talk Live. Hey, it's Free Talk Live. We are uh, kicking off the final hour of 2022. And hopefully 2023 will be a better year. There's still a couple hours left in the year. I met uh, the final hour of the Free Talk Live radio show uh, because uh, this will be it for 2022. But we'll continue on into 2023. We're here on New Year's Day. We're here every single day to uh, to do live shows. Freedom never takes a day off. That's a fact. Tomorrow's going to be an interesting day, too, because we're uh, implementing our new show clock tomorrow. Oh, yeah. You get to be the first uh, victim of I that. I remember Captain. that tomorrow. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll be I know different. where it is. Yeah, it'll be very different. We're going to be cutting out two entire breaks per hour. We're going to have 20% more Free Talk Live talk time, if you will. Uh, that's a big change. 20% more, meaning after, like, when you take Free Talk Live and today... Uh, the, the podcast version of the show. It's a three-hour radio show that once you take out the commercial breaks for the podcast version of the show, it comes down to about two hours. Well, that should be going up to around two hours and 20 or so minutes. For you, the listener, it's like going trick-or-treating at Halloween, and instead of getting the fun-sized, you're getting the king-sized. King-sized, right. <laughs> you're going to get an extra 24 minutes per show, basically, of, of Free Talk Live, which is a huge amount a lot. of, uh, of time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so thank you to all of our radio stations that uh, have been almost all very enthusiastic about this. That's the reason why I haven't implemented this new change six months ago was because we wanted to make sure we give all of our stations enough time, give them a heads up. Uh, I thought about it back in, I think it was not quite six months, but like September. <laughs> I would like to just, if you run an organization or you're a manager of any kind and you're listening to this program, this is what's referred to as change management. You want to make a change, mm-hmm. and you've determined that the change will be beneficial. Right. Before you actually make the change, you must first tell everyone about the change that you would like to make. Tell yeah. them about the benefits of the change, and get everybody to be like, yeah. Got to sign we on. We agree. And yeah. everybody's like, yes, this will be beneficial, and we will make this change. Then you have to tell them when the change will be made so that they can prepare for the change. Correct. And then eventually you have to actually <laughs> make the change, and then once the change is made, you have to like troubleshoot any crap that comes yep. up after that. Yeah, that's right. This is called change management for all that. you for all you non-professional people and all you professional people listening. If you're in any kind of an organization yeah. and you have to deal with change, this is called change management. That is what I've been doing. And I Mr. Freeman know, is doing it right. Yeah, I didn't know there was a name for it, but yeah, that's what I've been doing. I had to take uh, classes. And it's crap. thanks to uh, also our, our friends over at the Genesis Communications Network, who were also officially rejoining uh, as well. That is where we got our start as a syndicated radio program back in 2004. GCN FTW. Uh, we tried something different for the last couple of years with a different syndicate, and, you know, we decided we wanted to go back home. And we always keep our door open, and they kept their door open, and so nobody burned any bridges or anything like that. So we're back together. 
uh, with uh, with back home, back together with GCN, which I'm I'm really happy about. So they were working hard on this, and I was as well. I, you know, the only thing that took me away from it was a three week long trial. Otherwise, for the last three months, that's been my primary job during the day is calling all of our radio stations, and you know, we're checking them off the list. Like, okay, you know, are you cool with this? All right, here's what we're doing. Okay, you got this thing. You're ready to go. You're implementing it. So constantly calling them and following up because you don't want to like just delete some commercial breaks which include local commercials <laughs> and then just like throw it on them so that's why it took so long and so tomorrow's going to be the first big day of that and hopefully it'll go smoothly and there won't be any uh, technical mishaps or anything like that so you get to be the guinea pig uh tomorrow night captain for that it should be fun i'll be here listening i'm fine as well, with that so i'm glad to see someone's out there fighting the forces of shrinkflation that's right. Because that's what yeah. this is, the exact opposite yeah, this is, of shrinkflation. Right, yeah, you actually get more in the same that's package. That's a great point, yeah. yeah. So shrink, shrinkflation, for those who don't know, is where the, like, you typically see it on the store shelves at a grocery store where things that had 64 ounces of fluid are now down to 52, like your orange yeah. juice containers. You used to or, get 16 ounces of, uh, you know, veggie lover's salad in the bag, now you only mm. get 12. Is that true? I think so. Yeah, yeah you, uh, another good one would be yogurts. Those things used to be 8 ounces. Yeah. Now you can't find, it's hard to find an 8 ounce yogurt these days. They're yeah. 5.3 or less. It's sad, but that's the way it goes. And that's what happens. It's what uh, companies do in regards to inflation. So yeah, we're we're getting bigger. We got more content uh, starting in uh, in 2023, and that'll also be reflected in our podcast, which we are now returning as of last night to uh, include the full radio show in our normal. I was not podcast. Yeah, that's a decision that we made just within the last 24 to 48 this hours. Should make at least. Eight people that I know very, very happy, ex- including Peakless Mountaineer. I am very, very happy. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, again, again, we've had some experiments in the last couple of years, and this was another one. We experimented with a different format for our podcast, and it didn't increase the downloads, and, you know, that it wasn't a... a it wasn't a good plan, so we're going back to some, you know, the old ways, basically. Will there so. still be a digest? As long as Riley's still willing okay. to do it, so yes. So we'll go back to the regular version of that, like the you he know, may he may go back to a shorter version of that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So those are two major changes coming this weekend for Free Talk Live listeners, and uh, let's go to your phone calls and thoughts here. We've got Jet on the line in Idaho. Go ahead, Jet. Okay. Well, you know I've been looking at those First Amendment auditors lately. Yeah. Spending a lot of time learning how to defend myself against all the various attacks of government workers and police and that kind of thing. But, but what's gotten to me is just a more and more an overwhelming sense that uh, there is, there's no doubting, no denying that we're living in a complete police state. Mm -hmm. No doubt. There can, there can be no freedom, liberty or justice while men with hired guns make the rules. Uh, the, the first thing I want to point out is uh, these so-called laws we have are just the opinions of a very small group of people mm-hmm. who employ their hired guns to make you bow to their will. And and that group of people, I have to remind everyone, it's a very small group. I mean, compared to all that exists even within this country alone. Yeah. But there are literally armies of violent men with guns allowing the overloads to rule. Some of them call themselves police. Some call themselves sheriffs, ATF, FBI, DHS, IRS, NSA, OSI, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's just... Don't forget never the Department ending. of Education. It has its own SWAT <laughs> okay. team. Yeah. Postal oh, yeah. Service. I'm, I'm sure environment, environment, too. What is that one? The Anyway, the 
EPA. Violent people have men with guns. Yeah. Yeah, EPA. If it's a federal agency, they generally have a police uh, division. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I'd like to point out here is, so there are... uh, uh, there's sort of a, a, a never-ending uh, debate in the libertarian world between uh, minarchism and voluntarism. So, uh, Define, the, please. Right. So there's voluntarism. That is the belief that 100% of associations should be voluntary. And then there's minarchism, which is uh, the idea that you can have a small state that only handles things like uh, policing, defense, uh, uh, protection of private property, things like that, instead of managing absolutely absolutely everything. And well, the, the, the problem with that, it, it's not the Constitution that was the solution. It was that the culture of the people at the time were such that we knew, for example, what a militia was. And a militia was not an army. It was in direct contradistinction to the army. A militia was free people defending their own stuff together. What a what I'm getting at is that, you know, this thing, of this minarchism you talk about, the way I defeat that with anyone is I say, so who gets to make the rules? Do you let me make the rules? I'll make the rules. And uh, they go, well, we can't have that. Can't have you making the rules. Anyway, these, these gangs with the guns, if they were less organized, less equipped, and less able to communicate immediately, they would have to focus on the nature of real crimes where there's a direct harm to a victim. But like the mafia, well, they wouldn't have to. In order, well, they wouldn't have to. In order to supply their gang activities, they have to rob the rest of us. Most people don't think of it, but we're under constant siege from a million rules and and these, uh, I don't know what do you call it, just collectors. These these, what's what's the other word for it besides the enforcers? Pirates. Well, they, they collect. They, they whatever they do has to do with some form of collecting money. Mm-hmm. Well, revenue agents. Anymore. Revenue generators. And, and, and that's yeah. no longer true. The fact of the matter is that in the modern world, it doesn't even matter if they tax you at all, as long as they have print the power money. to print money. They, yes. they will be able to afford all the oppression that they can. Well, I didn't get to the good part. Well, hold on. Well, we'll continue here. More with Jet. Your calls and thoughts are welcome, and this is why getting out from underneath their money is so important and why they're doing everything they can to attack the alternatives like cryptocurrency right now. Uh, There's more coming up here. You can join the show live New Year's Eve edition. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Phones are open here. The live New Year's Eve edition of the show. You can bring up anything you want to discuss. The number is 603-283-6160. We're talking tyranny. Jet on the line in Idaho. We're going to bring him back here in just a moment. Ida Pimp. Uh, But I do want to let you know about our TikTok channel. I think Aria posted a fresh video up there this week. So if you haven't seen that yet, you can go to tiktok.freetalklive.com and you'll find it there. As long as they haven't taken down our channel, which probably at some point they'll do. But for, for the time being. You can uh, subscribe to it there at tiktok.freetalklive.com. Let's bring Jet back on the line in Idaho. Go ahead, Jet. Well, I was about to launch myself uh, into a a rant because this continual police state just kind of, uh, when I see it, when I experience it, it just just kind of 
grinds me mm. uh, to my core. And um, I, I just need to help other people understand that these are just other humans. These are just other people who do this, who right. have no more rights than you or I, but they get together with, uh, they gather these gangs of guns and uh, to make you actually bow to their will. Not well, they might, to, they might not have any more rights than us, but they sure do have more power than us. Yeah, it, convincing them is the most difficult part. Like the police or the supporters of the police? The police themselves, mm -hmm. right? Anybody who's employed by the state. Yeah, they have a financial them, incentive. Yeah, convincing them that what they do is not only like immoral, uh, distasteful, unethical, right? Funded by violence, et cetera, et cetera. That is the most difficult thing. Somebody who's a degree removed, you know, maybe they're a contractor and their biggest contract is for the state. Like they're easier to convince of the state's evil then it is somebody who's employed by the organization itself. Well, if your paycheck well, depends on you being convinced of a particular idea, you will be convinced of right. that mm -hmm. idea. Their paycheck depends on them believing that they have superior powers to all others. So until we're the ones paying them, they're not going to get conv convinced. What I'm getting at is this power you're speaking of is a sorcery. It's magic. It's yep. a oh, That's not the power it's, I'm speaking of. I'm talking about their ability to kill people. Well, right, but it they exists. They have drones. I don't. It exists as a, uh, a Jedi mind trick, right? You will believe well, yeah, in the power right, of the state and that because we have uniforms, we can kill people and it's okay. No, I yeah, have if, evidence of their drones. If so-called legislators... Who do they think they are? Didn't have hired guns available to them. People might ignore their edicts. If so-called presidents, governors, didn't have men with guns at their dispatch, their edicts would have no power. So-called judges, mm -hmm. I call them sorcerers in magic black dresses. Who do they think they are? If they didn't have their hired guns standing next to them, people could ignore their decrees. All this oppression and tyranny exists because men with guns follow the orders of despots and tyrants who are just other people who literally have no more rights than you or I. I want to see this change in the new year. I want to see more people just speaking out and saying, no, no, thank you. You have no right. Go away. Well, I think there's three great powers. There's the carrot, the stick, and the worship. So the carrot, they have the money. Now that's people's choice. But the people so far continue to decide every day to provide their goods, their services, their time. Which time is the one thing you can never get back. Right. Their attention, their mm -hmm. focus, their energy, their heart and soul, blood, sweat, and tears. They trade it for what? For U.S. dollars. Not for gold, not for Bitcoin, for U.S. dollars. So as long as they keep doing that, the, the carrots will belong. Yep. The carrots will belong to these magicians in black dresses. There's the stick, which relies on the carrot. As long as they have the money, they're going to have more drones. They're going to have nukes. They're going to have submarines. They're going to have all this crazy nonsense and robot dogs with machine gun heads. It's coming. So, and finally, the, and and this is the the thing that uh, I think Jet targets the most. The worship, the faith that regardless of their ability to print money and kill people, that they are good inherently, absolutely, inescapably. 
I uh, was talking with Ernie or Ernest Hancock today, and he told me something I had never heard before, and I thought it was hilarious. He said he registered a website, uh, and he told me I could have it if I wanted. I was like, no, dude, I got enough. This sounds great for you. But uh, I love the idea. Statonism.com. Ooh. (laughs) That's nice. How is it no one thought of that one yet? Uh, We've mentioned... uh, We've mentioned that the term perfect. Uh, on this show as well as Beard Talk Live. We've mentioned that that we're freedom nerds here in mm-hmm. you know the the New Hampshire freedom movement, the larger migration, right? And somebody, one of our online listeners, was like, "FreedomNerds.com is available." <laughs> nice. All right, Jed. Anything else you want to share tonight? Nope. Happy New Year. Make it a new year. Happy New Year, Jed. Thank you, brother. Appreciate new the, year. the new call. Year, new Year. Appreciate the uh, the consistency of uh, of that guy's message. Thank you, Jed. Uh, let's go to the phones here. We got Sarah on the line in New Mexico. Sarah, people were asking about you, t- or at least one guy was asking about you tonight. He sent his uh, his best wishes for the new year and was wondering when we would hear from you. Oh, really? Am I a star of the show here? Do I got a fan club? <laughs> you may very well. Oh, how are you ringing in the new year tonight, Sarah? What What's your plan? You doing uh, shots of Jack Daniels? You popping champagne with uh, those traffic no, cameras? Home. We just, I just had some Chipotle burrito. Doing fat Saturday. lines of cocaine? <laughs> no, I don't do any of that. I just do. Um, I just had some dinner. Not since the incident, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't do nothing. These holiday stuff, I don't really too, do too much. It's mm-hmm. too much dress so i'm just gonna just just taking it easy stay just okay. stay inside and just celebrate with them there you go but uh hey but i i really called in about is tide getting sued i was told tied so yeah the oh yeah all these um yeah because they were getting sued for having formaldehyde and phosphorus all these toxic chemicals and so the whole thing i i was well you know you're not supposed sued. to eat the, the stuff right or are you saying that somehow those chemicals getting on your clothing could be bad for you Right, right. I don't, I don't know who's suing because if you, if, it, if you know that it's harmful, you don't have to buy it. You can mm, buy natural true. products if you choose to. So that I have no idea why they're suing. It, it's just that, that I think several of these companies, but that's, that's my common sense to me, right? If you, but, but what they're saying is that they're making it laying around for people that are ignorant and kind of they're playing on the people that don't know any better and they just buy all this stuff and that they're just kind of um is that is that why they have the having the lawsuit i i just don't understand that well maybe you're uh i mean just looking quickly here at the you know the internet for tide and lawsuits there is the story about the tide pods the the whole situation a couple years ago with the teenagers or whoever it was that was eating tide pods or something like that online as some ridiculous new tide challenge pod challenge yeah and it you know it'll also kill you known as a lethal iq test <laughs> right uh so apparently right. some of the parents have sued tide over that or procter and gamble in uh, in this case the owner of tide how so, dare you make a product that fits in my mouth and is not supposed <laughs> to be eaten so maybe well, that's the one i don't know yeah but are, are they i know that um Dove and Squad, they were getting a suit for Benzate. So, I, I, I don't know, I was told that uh, these laundry products are getting sued for having all these uh, formaldehyde. You may be right, Sarah. I don't see it, but that doesn't mean it's not happening. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate it. The number here is 603-283-6160. They are apparently also being sued. Uh, this is newer. That their bottle does not yield the 64 loads as advertised. <gasps> oh, my so, gosh. Suing over that, too. More coming up. Free Talk Live, 
6160 and you can join us online just head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features we have for you there once again that is freetalklive.com joining you tonight it's ian and the reverend captain kickass we're going to go right back into your phone calls and your thoughts you can join us online over at freetalklive.com on our social media platform we run our own we don't rely on those big tech media giants like Facebook or Twitter. We're providing the competition where you can actually have more freedom to express yourself when you're over at social.freetalklive.com. That is social.freetalklive.com. By the way, when you sign up, it will ask you a question about why you're there, how'd you find us, that kind of thing. Just put some sort of reference to Free Talk Live and we'll give you an approval. Uh, we have that question there to keep the spam bots out. So, once again, that's social.freetalklive.com. Padraig is on the line in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Padraig. Yes, I just wanted to say, wish you guys a, a Happy New Year. Happy you too. How you're listening to Happy New Year. And I just wanted to say, if people would read Hebrews uh, 13, 1 through 3, and the people that are incarcerated, uh, just reach out to them because they have nobody that make any sense to you oh yeah absolutely i mean uh there's plenty of people that are behind bars who do not deserve to be there we talked about ross ulbricht earlier tonight if you need to pick someone that's a good one to pick like you know you don't necessarily know who to write to right off the bat unless you know and so there's a good suggestion for you You can visit freeross.org you can find the uh, details you need to write him a letter there and uh and other you know donation options and how you can help get him out plus possibly by getting a presidential commutation uh, or pardon from the president. Unfortunately, that's the only way he's likely going to get out uh, at this point. But freeross.org, you can certainly write to him. What's that? I doubt Joe Biden's going to do much. But anyway, oh yeah, I doubt it as well. But to my brothers to try. and sisters overseas, thank you for serving. Thank you for serving what? Serving what? Thank you. Thanks to my brothers and sisters in the military who are overseas tonight. That are keeping a safe house. No, they're not. No, they're not. No, that's that's propaganda. And I'm sorry for your service. You're you're being sacrificed yeah. as human sacrifices. You are, you are absolutely correct. I gotta I gotta say that you're absolutely 100 percent correct. I hope I will send I the best wishes to those people that they can leave that service yeah. and find a productive line of work where they're not putting their lives on the line for the benefit and, and glorification of politicians, and the lowest if, form of order. If they really want to defend the people of the United States against evil, uh, they're welcome to do so. I implore them to do so. Uh, but they're just not going to do it when they're employed by that organization. Indeed. Padraig, okay. uh, thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate it. He did make a reference to a Bible verse, and mm-hmm. uh, you did happen to pull that up. Hebrews. Yeah, Hebrews uh, 13, 1 through 3. Let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful good to po- That was strangers. number one. Hold on. Let's, yeah. okay. l- let's, let's start with number one. Not something that you're doing if you're in the military, right? Brotherly like, love, yeah. There's not, not brotherly love there. There might be brotherly love between... Uh, the the military people themselves, right? Whatever but their platoon mission you're isn't with. to spread right. love, right. right? Their mission is certainly not to spread love, <laughs> spread love, or become brothers with the people they're about to go and kill. Yeah, 
but yes, I do like that. Uh, brotherly love and sisterly love and everybody love. You know, more well, love and, would be a good thing. Well, and there's a, a particular form of love. Remember, this is uh, this is the New Testament, so it's written in Greek originally, mm-hmm. and Greek had different words for different kinds of love. So there was uh, there was an erotic form of love. There was a brotherly form of love. Uh, there was uh, like a parental uh, love. And that right, kind of thing. right. Uh, there was a kind of love that one has for pets. Um, so th- this is a very specific form of love, hmm. and they don't uh, smash them all together into one word, which is one of my least favorite things about this language. Mm-hmm. Number two, be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Hmm. Now that entertain one, strangers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so it's kind of what we do here on Free Talk Live, right? <laughs> well, to and and I know this is completely unheard of in the modern era, but you you used to be able to invite just wandering people into your home mm-hmm. to have a meal to sleep before they go on on their journey. Hmm. And what I find kind of amazing is that there's a a, a big crossover here uh, with Norse mythology. Like that was actually the foundation of humankind was that uh, Odin traveled the world and was in three different instances invited into the home of people who did not know who he was. Hmm. And, And this is it's fundamental to civilization that you treat a stranger with rights, with dignity, because you don't know who they are. Well, and also it could be you. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, we're all, to reference the first one, brothers to some extent. We're all uh, connected to this thing, this universe, this uh, the planet or whatever. That, that karma. Uh, yeah, I mean, that could be you walking the streets someday, and then you might really be grateful for somebody to take you in. Uh, it reminds me of a book I read by uh, Peace Pilgrim. I think that's actually the name of the book, Peace Pilgrim. Really interesting book about a lady that was, I think it was in the 1950s. She's uh, was a Quaker. I'm sure she's passed by now, but uh, she was a Quaker and she wanted to spread her beliefs. And so what she did was she decided she was going to just walk, you know, kind of like how Forrest Gump ran across the country. Mm -hmm. Well, she walked across the country, except it's not fiction. It's a real story. And back in the at this time, like this was a particularly noteworthy thing. It was uh, getting a lot of sort of viral spread at the time. You know, a lot of news uh, stations, uh, radio stations, newspapers were writing articles about this lady who was walking from one point in the country to another. And she's coming through this town. So let's let's bring her into the radio station and interview her and talk about her. Mm -hmm. People were stopping on the road to, you know, give her sandwiches and things like that. And uh, she was trending. The interesting thing was she started this with uh, she would just wear a tunic and it had like two pockets in the pockets. She on one pocket, she had a toothbrush and in the other pocket, she had her pamphlets. So she had like a pamphlet about peace, uh, about her beliefs. And then that was all she had. And she walked across the country, I believe, multiple times. So it wasn't just from one coast to another. It was like one coast and then back again and then like back again or something. I have so many questions. It's an interesting book. Now, that is a Christ-like activity right there. Well, and the interesting takeaway was she was so, you know, she's living simply, right? That's a Quaker thing is to live simply and to, you know, not have like some crazy ornate church with ridiculous uh, steeples and gold or whatever. Just keep it simple. And so she's living simply, and she did not ever have to provide any sort of place for it. She never had to pay for a room. She didn't have any money, right? Like, she didn't have to pay for a room to stay in. She was given that every single night 
for the entirety of her walk across the country, there was only like one night where she had to sleep under a bridge or something yeah. like that. And every other night, somebody just, invited her into, some stranger invited her into their home, fed her, and gave her a place to I, sleep for the night. I have so many questions, and this shouldn't be my first question, but she didn't even carry like a spare pair of underwear? <laughs> like, well, I mean, like, apparently not. Like, because that, to me, would be rather important. <laughs> yeah. as, as the captain, like, I'm if I'm carrying something besides the toothbrush, before my pamphlets, it's going to be a change of drawers. Yeah, I don't know how she showered. I mean, she presumably she showered she at the She could homes, probably shower, but, probably but, launder her yeah. clothing. Maybe she borrowed but a, a like, nightgown or something from the place where she launched. I don't know. I, they, they, she didn't get into that detail, but uh, the, 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 the amazing part of the story was that the kindness of the stranger right, yeah. uh, to uh, to help her with that was really But amazing. we see that like overwhelmingly. The, the only reason that I... Mm, the only reason, but one of the, one of the reasons why I still sort of have faith in a large quantity of people getting together and and doing something is because of the sort of the charity stuff that we see surrounding things like hurricanes or mm-hmm. volcanoes mm-hmm. or natural disasters the way people come together and like all of a sudden money's available and resources are available and usually what right. ruins it is of course the, the state getting in the way going yeah. oh no you can't do that you're yeah. you're busting in on our turf right you know kind of a thing oh yeah remember they were arresting people in florida this year for trying to go down there and provide uh, contractor services because yep. they didn't have the florida the right license, license. Right. Yeah. you know the quote-unquote freedom state yep. of florida uh there's more coming up here the number is 603-283-6160 in the remaining moments of free talk live in the remaining moments of 2022 uh, it is not over yet, though, because we still have Beard Talk Live to go a little bit later on. There's more coming up, though, and you can join us here at 603-283-6160. It's New Year's Eve on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Phones open. You can join us here in the remaining moments of this episode. This New Year's Eve edition. Beard Talk Live starts up at about 10.30 Eastern. On our video streaming platforms, you can follow us on Odyssey over at video.freetalklive.com and you can bookmark watch.freetalklive.com for the actual episode page for tonight. And these guys will be ringing you into the new year in the uh, Atlantic, Eastern, and Central time zones. We'll be both tonight. the New Year's Eve and New Year's Day podcast simultaneously. Yeah, it's a big responsibility. You think you can handle it? We'll really be crossing that line. <laughs> you guys, uh, I see you already have a beer prepared. So uh, you guys it's not beer to... talk live. It's beard talk live. <laughs> it can be both. Well, I mean, so far it hasn't been. Maybe tonight it will be. It's been a little more whiskey talk life, but you know. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, by the way, it's Ian here tonight. Beakless Mountaineer. The Reverend Captain Kickass is also here. Let's continue with your phone calls and thoughts. Alan, listening in Klamath Falls, Oregon. You're on Free Talk Live. Alan. Okay, great. Um, you know, you were talking about how uh, Peace Pilgrim had um, had a lot of help, but uh, and, and people would uh, take care of her. But that didn't happen until uh, she had been doing this for decades um, and she had gained some fame and kind of a network of people who were looking out for her. But at the at the beginning, she uh, had uh, very difficult times. I remember I, I read a book about her that I just came upon by accident and uh, hmm. uh, she spent uh, uh, nights uh, just out in the open, uh, I remember one 
one time that uh, was particularly bad was the only place, the best place she could find to sleep was uh, during a terrible storm. Uh, she slept on uh, the bare concrete floor of an abandoned um, gas station bathroom. Mm. And, I mean, uh, imagine doing that uh, all by yourself <clears throat> in this uh, terrible weather. Um, and uh, another time, um, uh, she met, uh, there was this woman who was, I, I, don't, I don't remember the details, but there was a, a man who was just drunk with booze, drugs, and evil. And he was, he was going to attack her. And, uh, and she faced him down, and uh, he, he collapsed, and he became uh, just tearful and apologetic. Uh, well, that was one of the other aspects of her book that was particularly interesting, was that she was a pacifist. And oh, I mean yeah. a a real pacifist, right. Gandhi like, style. Pacifist. Yeah, like so, she, yeah. you could attack yeah. her, and she would just take it, basically. Um, yeah, you know, and there, and she gave a couple of examples of stories like that. And I think that was one of them, and then there was another one where there was some sort of uh, thug or some lecherous character who was, you know, leering or going to attack at some some little child or whatever, and she literally just put herself in between. Uh, the child in this person and completely uh-huh. stopped this person from attacking and it just ended yeah. that right there. Well, the reason she started all this was uh, she was not young. Uh, right. At the end of World War II, after uh, the the atomic bomb usage, um, she uh, she felt divorced from society and just started walking um, almost impulsively, uh, without much planning at all, mm-hmm. set off with uh, <clears throat> with some oatmeal. I remember she just had a little container of oatmeal and started walking, and it was um, it was kind of like uh, Jesus said to the uh, <clears throat> to the rich young man, "Give away all you have and follow me." Mm-hmm. And the rich young man shook his head and walked away sorrowing. Well. Uh, that's what she was doing was something like what um, uh, Jesus had said to the rich young man. I'm yeah. a fan. It's also like what Jesus did to walk around and tell people your yeah. message. And hang out with yeah. people that might be, you know, looked down upon, otherwise mm-hmm. frowned upon by society. You know, that Jesus was hanging out with yeah, right. fishermen, well, uh, uh, the, prostitutes. The yeah. trouble is Lepers. that today you wouldn't know a Peace Pilgrim from just any one of the tens or hundreds of thousands of homeless people. I mean, true. It, yeah. It, you would wonder you know, if I, something like that would get any attention in the media. I mean, she was getting radio interviews. Yeah, the headline would be like homeless woman walks across states or something like that. Yeah, I know it wouldn't happen. <laughs> well, none of the homeless people well, that I've ever dealt seeing with. A, a guy riding a bicycle along the, along the highway. And he was, uh, he had a sign on his bicycle uh, said, be happy. And he looked like, uh, a desperado. I mean, uh, all of us. It said, "What happy?" In our cars. Be what happy? Uh, no, we weren't happy. No, no, no. We what did the saying, sign say? What's that bum doing? No, the the sign though. What did it say about being happy? I it could... said, "Be happy." Be it happy. Said, okay. Be happy. Yeah. yeah. Good advice. Uh, one other thing. It's a choice. Very, it's very sad and ironic. Is that she was killed while riding in a car? You know, all oh, that time walking. God. Uh, I did not know people, that detail. Yeah. Yeah. One uh-huh. of the people who. Um, uh, I had been looking out for her, providing her meals, you know, uh, taking care of her. 
they were driving from one, one place to another, and they got a, they were hit head on <sighs> by a car, and uh, and she was killed. So um, I uh, I am a, I am a big fan of. Life. Of, of doing things like this. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be a religious pilgrimage across the country mm-hmm. where you walk and you have nothing, but like just you know, if you get out of school, if you get out of the public school system, you know, go, you know, backpack. You know, these, these kids are like, well, I'm going to go to college, but I'm going to backpack Europe first. Like, go do that kind of thing. Walk around the earth, immerse yourself in other cultures other than where your small little microcosm of planet earth and experience other people. It's one of the largest factors uh, in personal growth, uh, I think, in my opinion, that a human can have. Agreed. I mean, people yeah. that are well, that are well traveled tend to be very interesting. Or even slightly traveled. Yeah. Like, that, yeah. I mean, they tend to be much more interesting. They tend to be better rounded. They tend to be more grounded in reality. I mean, it's it's a way better life. Alan, any other comments for us tonight? Well, I was really glad to hear that you had brought her up because I think about her every now and then, but I had never heard of anyone in the larger world paying any attention to her. And so uh, I was really glad that I, I happened to turn on the radio just, just in time to realize who you were talking about serendipity it's a great book Uh, i believe the book's name is peace pilgrim uh by peace pilgrim so check it out if you get the chance i really enjoyed it and uh, alan thank you for the call tonight i I appreciate it uh david is on the line in new mexico go ahead david confession when you successfully succeed Mm -hmm. um what will be your foreign policy on other criminal states, like here in New Mexico, where Judge John J. Romero Jr. and Judge M. Monica Zamora and Judge Angela Jewell are illegally trafficking children. What are you going to do about that in your foreign policy, sir? Uh, Well, I would think that uh, New Hampshire would want to open its borders. Hopefully a free New Hampshire would open its borders to anyone trying to escape other criminal states who want to make a better life, a freer life for themselves. But uh, invasions, I don't think we're going to be playing that game. Well, I think it comes down to, uh, so it comes down to private property. So if you have the assent of someone to live on your property, great. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, then you don't. So it's neither open borders nor closed borders. But I certainly believe that there would be trade even with terrorist nations like the United States. And New Mexico. Well, it would probably be part of the United States, I think. Yeah. What do you guys have in New Mexico that's actually valuable? Oil? Just, just just nature. Some of the people are nice. Okay. Bunch uh, of dirt. I don't know Bunch if we'll be dirt. trading that much with uh, New Mexico, if y'all don't really have well, anything to offer. Not, but New Mexico's, Scenic views. New Mexico's, number, <laughs> New Mexico's number two in the United States for uh, Welfare? oil and gas. For what oil gas? And gas? Oil and gas. Oh, okay. There you what, go. what about prison gas. population? I'm pretty sure New Mexico <laughs> is right up there with Louisiana. Actually, actually, no. Actually, their jails were, were like, their prisons have been like half empty. That's surprising. Wow. When, whenever I spent time there in, uh, mm, I don't even know, mm, 89, 90, maybe 91, somewhere in that pocket, uh, New Mexico's the nickname was the land of entrapment because <laughs> their prisons, uh, what they would do is they would actually farm prisoners into New Mexico from other places, and other places would pay them to keep them. So if you you know had a bunch of convicts that, oh, these guys are spending the rest of their lives in jail, they'd be like, oh, bring them all to New Mexico and pay us instead of putting them up in your prisons. David, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, I would hope that a free New Hampshire 
would not be involving itself in any kind of foreign entanglements whatsoever. <laughs> Hopefully, would have learned our lesson. It from sounded the US. like he wanted New Hampshire to become like the Team America World Police. It did sound like that. Like, yeah, you know, we're going to like go into New Mexico and somehow free New Mexico as well. It's not no. part of the plan. Yeah, no trade with all, entangling alliances with none. Right, like the, f- the original plan was. Yeah, you don't free somebody by force. Uh, you free by setting an example, and you show people that freedom works. That's how you do yeah. it. And hopefully we'll do that this way. Uh, this way here, uh, out of time for tonight, but back tomorrow with more Free Talk Live on the radio tomorrow night starting at 7 o'clock at night Eastern. But tonight it's not over because these guys are coming back in about a half an hour for Beard Talk Live. Join them at watch.freetalklive.com at 10.30 Eastern Time, and they'll help you ring in the new year tonight. Happy New Year, everybody. Join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 15th through the 18th for the 7th Annual Fork Fest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Fork Fest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out in 2022. For 2023, we're going back to where it all started, the weekend before Pork Fest. Fork Fest is decentralized, which means that there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 15th through the 18th. You can find out more at the unofficial website, ForkFest.Party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest Forum. You can find links to those at ForkFest.Party. We hope to see you there June 15th through the 18th. ForkFest.Party.